there's a show on TV called uh, Shark Tank. Maybe you've heard of it. I, I, I hear some, some affirmations there. It, uh, for those of you who might not know, it features five powerful investors known as the Sharks who receive presentations from inventors and entrepreneurs, and then they decide whether or not they want to fund their business ideas with uh, billionaires like Mark Cuban and suits and ties. It's typical to see slick presentations from boardroom faces. When Johnny sauntered in with his dusty blue jeans, bright orange t-shirt, and black ball cap, he immediately looked out of place. His big belt buckle, graying mustache, and Florida farmer's tan didn't help him much either. When he began to nervously stutter through his presentation, it was clear that the so-called sharks would eat him alive. Johnny's invention, the tree teepee, is a specially designed plastic cone that uh, drastically reduces power and water needs when placed around the base of a tree and protects against frost. He's got a market in citrus growers of Florida and a patent, and he sells each one for under $5, just enough to make a modest profit. Well, the billionaire sharks sense an easy catch in this humble Florida farmer. Why only $5? asks Mark Cuban. Kevin O'Leary, another shark, adds, it's got to be $12. Why not charge 10 or 12 or 15 or 20, asks Cuban. By now, Johnny is glancing swiftly from side to side, bewildered. Because I'm working with farmers. I've never done that. I try to do right. Well, the sharks make their overtures, insisting that the farmers will just have to pony up the extra dough. But Johnny, despite his nerves, despite seeming completely out of his depth, despite the hundreds of thousands of dollars that are being laid out in front of him, amazingly stands his ground. These are farmers I'm selling to. One by one, the sharks turn him down. You know, a lot of life has more to do with what's on the inside than the outside. It's the outside that we see the world and that interacts with the world, but it's not often what matters most. This week's Torah portion includes all of the instructions for building the Mishkan, the tabernacle, a portable wilderness home of God's dwelling among our ancestors, the Israelites. God, speaking to Moses, gives instructions for how this special dwelling place is to be constructed. The instructions go into immaculate detail regarding the materials and precise uh, construction of the inner and outer tents, the chambers and inner chambers and furnishings from the altar to the menorah. At the very core of it all, the instructions begin with a description of the Ark of the Covenant which holds the tablets of the Ten Commandments. Of course, the tablets of the Ten Commandments form the very heart of our tradition, our values as a people. So it is no surprise that God starts the instruction there. 
It is because there are commandments that we need tablets, because of the tablets that we need an ark, because of the ark that we need an inner and an outer chamber, a tent of meeting with a protective frame and a courtyard around the perimeter. Rabbi Tamara Ashkenazi makes an interesting observation, however. She notes that while the prescription here in this week's Torah portion the instructions for building the Mishkan, begins with the Ark. The description of the actual construction in an upcoming Torah portion begins with the external structure. It makes sense. You wouldn't want the Holy Ark just sitting out on the dusty floor of the wilderness while you work on forming the poles and sockets of the structure, designing the elaborate curtains that are meant to keep it safe. While scholars debate the role of the ancient Mishkan in modern-day Judaism, I like to think of it as a metaphor. The wilderness is not out there halfway around the world. It's in us, in our own feelings of turmoil and emptiness that can overwhelm us at times. In our wilderness, we must build a home for God in our hearts. When we build a place for God, we build it from the outside in. It has to be strong enough to protect us from what is most dear, protect us and protect what is most dear to us. And it has to be beautiful to let in God's presence. But we do not build aimlessly. Before we begin to build, before we begin to think about building, we first have to know what is at the core of our Mishkan. We have to know what we stand for. We must be sure of the principles that guide our hearts before we begin. That's what it means to build a place for God in your heart, to make your own Mishkan. It means that you are driven by core principles that cannot be shaken no matter what challenge you may face. When you know what it is that guides you and drives you, then your actions, your external decisions, words, and choices will be a reflection of your inner covenant, your pact with God. Well, back on Shark Tank, a voice from the end of the row softly but firmly says, Johnny, yes, sir, it's J.P. DeJoria founder of multiple well-known companies. Johnny, he says, farmers are the cornerstone of America. There may be a lot of farmers out there who can't afford $12 a tree. I'm going to give you everything you're asking for, $150,000. What you're doing is right, and you deserve the chance to make it big and do a lot of good. I want to be your partner. I like everything you stand for. Well, Johnny may have been intimidated and he may have been nervous, but he knew the principles that guided him in his heart. Now, years later, he continues to help farmers to save them money, to save water and power, save them on fertilizer and all of the citrus orchards of Florida. He's doing a lot of good, and we can all do good when our outside reflect, actions reflect our inner values, when we know 
what is at the heart of our own Mishkan. Shabbat Shalom.